0: And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters assuaged. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters returned from off the earth continually, and after the end of the hundred and fifty days the waters were abated, and the ark rested in the seventh month on the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat, and The waters decreased continually until the tenth month, in the tenth month on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen, and it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made, and he sent forth a raven, which went forth to and fro, until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Also he sent forth a dove from him, to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand, and took her, and pulled her in unto him into the ark. And he stayed yet a other seven days. And again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came in to him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off, so Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. And he stayed yet other seven days, and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him any more. And it came to pass in the sixth hundredth and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth, and be fruitful, and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him, every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth, after their kinds went forth out of the ark. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast, and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savour, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, for... The imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living, everything living, as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time, and harvest, and cold, and heat, and summer, and winter, and day, and night, shall not cease. Weird just read from chapter eight, but I am going to backtrack and read where God decides to judge man, and I'm going back to him in chapter six, all right, now for just a moment. verse 18, chapter 6, skipping ahead that far into that one, but with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. That right there. Verse 18 is the Lord telling his technology. Noah, Noah's wife, Noah's sons, and Noah's wives, all of which are the Lord's technology, and he is telling his technology what he's going to do with it. But with thee will I establish my covenant. This is to say a, this is a dual meaning. He is saving Noah eternally for himself like he has me. I, he has established his covenant with me as well because of Jesus and a, putting me in Abraham and making me of the seed of Abraham. That is why I'm in that covenant only. I had to choose Jesus, or I would not be invited. But with thee will I establish my covenant. The other dual meaning. What I'm saying about that is this. Not what I. What we need to understand is this he uses his technology to establish the covenant with Who's he going to establish the covenant with? He's saying with thee, I will establish He's going to use Noah to get to the covenant that he makes with Israel, with Isaac with Abraham So you have to look at that like that he's He's telling us telling Noah, he was being honest he said you are merchandise and you're going to do what i want you to do and so then i'm going back further towards verse nine where it says these are the generations of noah noah was a just man and perfect in his generations and noah walked with god These are not words. There is power in that. And that first thing is this. There, It's a sentiment. That's walking with God. If you have no sentiment for God and His Son Jesus Christ, the Christ Spirit, being so wonderful, if you don't regard that and have a sentiment towards it, not a sentiment away from it, a sentiment towards Is walking with God. These are the generations of Noah. He was just in the Lord's eyes, not in Noah's eyes. There is a generation that is just and pure in their own eyes, and they are problematic. Noah was just. He believed there was wrong, and he said it in his heart, and he would tell his children do not associate with some of them. They are dabbling with dark stuff. And he was rearing... He wouldn't have called him a just man if he wasn't ruling his house well. He was saying, listen, there are men mixing around with dark things and they are doing bad stuff. And then the Lord, because he was willing to say in his heart, Noah established that he believed there was right and wrong and the Lord because he was willing to make the choice that there is such thing as good and there is such thing as evil the lord strengthens your decision to understand better knowledge of good and evil so you have to believe it exists first you cannot look at this like it is a playland uh orgy a filthy petri dish you stop looking at us like we came out of the ocean. You stop looking at us like we are something super awesome. We are special. We are not super awesome. Jesus is super awesome. And Noah begat three sons: Shem, Ham, Japheth. This is huge. These are the people that the rest of the world comes out of. The, the like, the flood happens, and then we have all of this world history that we are all studying about we talk about Egypt and we talk about um, I'm going to digress simply this you're learning the family tree don't be wrong to an Egyptian do not do them wrong reject their bad doctrine that's all don't turn them away like Egyptians are bad brother producing bad do not say Raqqa to an Egyptian they have you don't know what's in you guys don't know what he's doing with he made an example out of Egypt remember he's He's straightened He's straightening pathways. He's wait till Egypt testifies of Israel. Egypt's gonna testify. We are struggling because we are getting back into the days of Noah. The days of Noah are rising. We have things like the earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. He's giving him instructions here. Noah's not a genius. Noah is a believer. That's all. He's a believer. He knows the Most High exists. And there's wrong and there's right. And he believed in the Most High to protect him. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. I think it's funny that it says gopher wood here because we're a bit of gopher. We go for the Lord. Go for it. Go for the kingdom of heaven. You're gopher. We're gophers. You know, we, this is just really neat. We go for it. And to me, that means something. I'm not about to go, okay, get hung up. No, no, it's gopher wood for a reason. There was lesser wood to use. There was the, the proper wood, right? you know, and, and there are translations that say different things. There, there are translations that don't call this, what is it, this type of wood? There are translations that don't acknowledge so much, actually. because men are involved with this in a corrupt way the days of Noah are rising and that means that it's getting corrupt and corrupt and corrupt because that's how it was then so that's that's what that means when it says the days of Noah the days of corruption are going to rise again that's what that means people are seriously corrupted by money and they fear for their lives They'll, they are corrupted by fear or fearing taking heed for their own lives and they don't want to die and they let some bad man not kill them they kill me you're gonna have to kill me you can't make me not I'm not gonna go fine I'll just be this evil worker you'd have to just kill me to stop me we're not going to have a... Alright, well, let's let's compromise here. I have no arrangement with evil. We have nothing to do with each other anymore. I don't like it. The second I detect myself... I listen to this stuff to hear. And if I detect myself... I'm going back through it. I'm going to correct some of my stuff that I said wrong. I'm going to be careful here. Why can't I just say it and go, you got to stand by all of the words you say. Nope. If there are bad things that I say that aren't good, when I go back through this, I'm going to say so just like when I'm honest, when I sing and I can get good at singing because I'm honest, I didn't hit the note. It wasn't good. Same thing here. I go back through. I listen. This is meant not just for me to listen to, though. This is for people to tune in and realize that it's like this. There are people that preach the gospel. And there are great gatherings. Okay? Big gatherings. Here's the deal. There are smaller gatherings that are greater. It's not about the bigness of the people congregating. It's about the greatness they're in. And some small groups have greatness therein I mentioned two pastors I'm gonna say their names again I don't I'm not in league with them I uh, in, in certain respects we are not a part of a faction I don't have a thing like that with them but simply they are trying to get the message out and they do get into business agreements with companies and they are preaching and they have a business agreement so but there are two men in particular that I don't see eye to eye with all the time but most of the time they say stuff to me and all I'm doing is keeping my mouth shut because they know much you can just I mean come on listen but there are two men here one more time look for David Jeremiah and Alistair Begg Why would I send you away if I think that I know so much about this? Think about that. Why would I send you from here to there? And not say, don't talk with them. Interact here only. No, that would be the clown shoe. I'm not a clown. So, this is what you need. I To say things like, if you want the closest sect with indoctrination, it's the Jewish sect and the LDS. However, there are men in other areas that preach bolder than those places. They preach better than those places. I've been there. They they get they the other places that have a lot to do with like cleaving to the 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 plan, the headway that they're making. They're making headway and they are cleaving to it. That's a positive thing to a respect but you got to really cleave to jesus not the headway the headway he will show you there's a greater work coming you are making headway now guess what he is personally it says going to do a last work that is greater than the first work he's personally going to do it which means your headway you think is so special and it's just good enough it's it is enough two swords it is enough so when I say things like go to the Jewish sect and go to the LDS I'm deliberately sending you to them for a reason and I do not and I'm not in league with them they have so much issue going on but there are things that are not bad I won't say Raka I'm just saying there is a problem in Zion how do I know there's a problem in Zion? God said we didn't lose the war we lost and we didn't really lose a battle we we did and we didn't it was kind of like uh, the fighting came to an end that day and we line up tomorrow for battle And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. He called those things cattle, all of it. Don't think, well, it's a cow or a pig or a goat. All of it is cattle. Just because it's a lion doesn't mean it's not cattle. How do you herd a lion? You guys don't know how to. You need, you know, I wouldn't go out there. I can walk out into a field and tame a lion. I can kill a lion by myself so you don't know how to do it because you don't have fear of the Lord he'll give you the lion and that lion's dead as a doornail he'll show you right there kill it it's yours And, th- and you're in the mode you're just in mode and then you strike and it's done you have to be fearless except being extremely afraid of Jesus because you should be fear of the Lord don't treat it like it's a puppy dog it's a serious animal that you need to take a look at and it's majestic fear of the Lord is majestic You need to take a good look at that animal and ride it. The cattle is cattle. All of it's cattle. It's for us. Sometimes it's for us to be entertained. Sometimes it's for us to eat it. And God made a wind to pass over the earth. He likes to this is a foreshadow of whirlwind, of wind, how he can, he is master. He's lord of the water. He's lord of the wind. He's lord of the light. He can just make it not be lit up that well here. He can just take the lighting that we have away if he wants to. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped. just... That means there's water up in heaven. Do you understand this? There's water beneath the earth. There's water above the earth. We float in space like we float in boats, but it's like a submarine. It's like a submarine, but you're floating in space. That's what it is. And you don't have the same kind of minefield That men put into the oceans. They can put mines in the oceans. Right? Or they can put torpedoes in the oceans. Or you know. And then you got to deal with bad weather. Well. In that heavenly space out there. It's dangerous. I don't know why men are so giddy. To go out there. Because. Because. one this is his footstool it's his favorite place his chair is parked above here not out there he didn't park his thing out there by pluto he didn't park it out there further than that he didn't like he liked this galaxy we call it the milky way galaxy he says he promised us milk and honey coincidence i think not reading I thought I was done reading and then I kept reading and the waters returned from off the earth continually and after the end of the 150 days the waters were abated he knows just how to do it 150 ought to clean it I look at that flooding like he baptized the earth like we are called to do a water baptism and he baptized the earth that's a foreshadow that's you could that's how we know we should take water baptism seriously because he says all of it what baptize all of it get it all clean jesus and jesus does he's the high priest when he did that he baptized the earth And now he can seriously. It's now like I am water baptized. I am. I'm living like a living sacrifice. The earth is now water baptized. Is a living sacrifice. He's going to sacrifice this earth and the current heaven. It's maybe I'm saying too much. I don't know. I don't know. It's coming out of me, so it's truth. And it's coming out of my face right now. So maybe I should be talking about it. But I kind of want to keep it to myself a little. Because it's personal. It's a pearl. It's understanding I have and I don't want to share it if people aren't going to respect it. However, I have learned this. One of the worst things you could do to yourself. Is avoid being trivialized. Don't avoid being trivialized. It's a huge problem for your everlasting soul. Just hide and don't hide hide and don't hide he wants you to good fight you can't be good fighting if you're hiding so and he says we can't actually hide he just says take your rest he says a city on a hill can't be hid so therefore it's not about hiding from your enemies they're they're out there you're either going to find them or they're going to find you one, one or the other and you need to have taken your rest And that's what it's about. You can't be hidden. They'll know that you're an enemy. Even if you don't, you need to find out. You need to really lean into him. Because they'll know you're, they're wiser than you. They'll know you're an enemy to them before you know that you, they are your enemy. So if you don't take this seriously, he'll just throw you to them. Because he doesn't want to. He will seriously throw, if you choose to be a bad model. And that's your choice. And he will strengthen that choice. He'll give you a bad model over to other models bad models that are stronger and have more than you you have to, you're going to be ruled by something, he's giving you the chance, you can be ruled by the lord of lies temporarily or you can be ruled by him eternally we need to walk in all gravity, like this is serious this is like, there's nothing more important than walking uprightly purity is greater than all of the things that is offered to you and if you keep that in mind that's what he was saying that's why your parents wanted you guys to seriously take sexuality seriously it is not something to play around with you don't know because here's the thing you you guys don't realize it isn't sex that defiles you if it was he would not allow procreation it isn't sex that's the issue it is how you guys treat one another while you're getting something from them too like sex you guys are having sex and that's something you get out of that relationship and then some point you treat them like crap and trash listen here's an example from my life I spoke viciously against someone who was attacking me Seriously, that's not good. I said something terrible. It was worse. It was a very mean thing to say. All right? It was evil. I have physically accosted a woman before who wasn't attacking me. Do you see? There, My life is different than your life. But our struggles are not so differently because we are connected. Somebody that you know... That knows somebody else, that knows somebody else, that knows somebody else, that knows somebody else has had to deal with the fact that I did that to that person. And they had to clean up the mess. I didn't get to go, because sometimes when you do a really mean thing, they push you away and get you out right you can push them away and you can seriously get them out and they don't get a chance to ever really make an amends with you right because we can say raka to our brother and go you're never you never produce good ever and you're not going to produce good to me by apologizing i see you that you should go to hell that's what happens because people are evil they are, apart from the Lord, we are evil. He says here, it, that's why he destroyed this place in chapter 6. The, their hearts, continually it was thoughts of evil, cruelty, wickedness, uncleanness. And he destroyed it. And that's why he's going to do it again. Because this whole place gets a universal defiling. And you guys won't acknowledge it through Adam. How you are entered into Adam's sin universally. But you guys won't acknowledge that. So he's going to give you a big one you're going to freaking acknowledge. Nobody gets to look away from that one. We all are going to see it. Believers and non-believers. And the believers are going to know the abomination of desolation occurred. And they're going to stand in a holy place. And guess what? Guess. Seriously, take a guess. What do you think I'm going to do? When he says, go fight with Jesus Christ. Fight with him and for him. You guys think I've been a brute now? Anybody rejecting him, I am sick of it, and I just got started. A part of why I am doing this, I don't know. I I also know I am doing this. I believe I'm an instrument of his, and I cannot say of myself. It's like this. I can't say of myself what I'm going to do but I like what I do like a hammer likes to hit a nail scissors like to cut paper a ball likes to be thrown into a baseball mitt a receiver likes to catch the quarterback's throw I'm breaking my own rule now. I I I seriously wanted to never make fo- like sports references while doing this, and I've I've made plenty already, and I really was like I used to judge pastors for making those references when I I, when I like years ago when I started getting into this stuff and I heard them make those references, I thought you're letting them be close to the world that he wants to take them out of. But Sometimes scissors don't just cut paper. Sometimes receivers don't just catch a pass from the quarterback. Sometimes hammers pull a nail out instead of drive it in. So I'm trying to understand, can the carpenter throw a nail and go, oops, let me put that, let me get the teeth from the hammer on that, pull it out and throw that nail in the correct way. Maybe he put the nail in wrong and he sees that and maybe he's the first one to make what we would call an error and then correct it too. He's the first one to, and we think it's an error, I suppose. It's not the spirit of error. Just like there's the law and the spirit of the law. There's an error and there's the spirit of error. It's a big difference. Errors, we can totally not even wince at and just do it correctly. The spirit of error, we have to resist marveling at. God says do not marvel at Satan when you see people doing the children of disobedience stuff and being bad and doing things that you consider more on the darkness of this battle you see you see, you have to be careful and just like he said don't be surprised that you have to long suffer them don't be surprised he said i told he says i told you this so you wouldn't be surprised and he says do not marvel at satan at all if we marvel at people doing bad behavior and go all into cursing them it's marveling at satan and not marveling at god's work and marveling on the hope so we somehow have to shift our we have to resist even we have a tendency he knows to marvel about satan and he says he's commanded us to not marvel even so that means we are all in trouble because we have all been proud and envious of evil and marveled I can't believe they did that bad thing they are so this and that and the other and now they need to go to hell well you just marveled at Satan instead of marveling at God who can save them and pull them out if they reach for him and they fall into a snare he can still save a man before he is pierced through with many sorrows it can be done And the waters returned from off the earth continually, and after the end of the hundred and fifty days the waters were abated, and the ark rested in the seventh month on the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat, and the waters decreased continually until the tenth month, and the tenth month on the first day of the month were the tops of the mountains seen, and it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made, and he sent forth a raven, and when ooh, ooh, that's really neat, a raven versus a dove. Let's just pause there you know we're not supposed to get caught up in all the spiritual meanings of things and all the going to all those spiritual books that tell us what every single cricket means and every single bird you see and the, don't go there that's that's some that's some kind of jargon that you got to be don't get caught if you guys any of you are dealing in any realm of anything business uh, to witchcraft. It's the jargon that ensnares you. You think you're so fancy for knowing those fancy words. And you think yourself better. And you slowly slip into becoming a Pharisee. It's really unfortunate because this is what we are capable of if we do not keep our eyes on the hope. So here we go. Keep your eyes on the hope. I'm trying to snap you guys out of there. I'll I'll rock the boat and dump you out if you won't get up and wake up. And it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. It's amazing. He made that ark under his direction. Give it up to God and Noah has honor. This is amazing. So stop going to the flood. That's all nonsense. It means nothing. You are a dishonorable man then. I say to you right now, you say this is nothing. You are a dishonorable man. Any of you that are interacting with men that say that there's nothing to this, know this. Love them, but they are of not honor. They have no life in them. They have dishonor at the heart of their hearts. And they want to prove that nobody hath honor. So you be careful and you try to help them and you try to temporarily rule them by teaching them about the truth as much as they are willing to listen, because it is on us as much as it is, as much as it is uh, unto you, according to him, that you are to keep the peace. You keep the peace. And until he, and once he says, get rid of them, then you walk away. Now, if he, but you don't know, you don't know him. He might have you walk away to turn them from a dog of a man into a beautiful, delicate sheep later, but you just have to be on his terms, his timing. Why a raven? It's interesting, and he sent forth a raven. Which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Ravens are not like doves. Ravens are hard, they're different. And he saved a hard bird for different kinds of works. Ravens, seriously, I don't know if you listen to them. They don't sound like other birds, too, but really hear them. They're workers, they're rough. Also he sent forth a dove from him. Doves don't have the same kind of they are different. They work too, but some people can't stand it. They want you to be tenacious and they want you to be hard and they just need to let the dove work with the dove work and let the raven work with the raven work. He's saving every manner of bird. So let's fly straight to the gate. That's water baptism, I say that too. I believe in it, I do. Jesus did it, it was huge, I did it, it was something. Also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. The dove wanted to scratch around on the ground. Didn't want to land on a mountain where it can't scratch around, it wants softer ground to scratch at, and that's good too. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark. Listen. Why is the Bible so redundant? Have you noticed that it says something and then it says it again? It'll say a whole line and that whole line, it'll say it again moments later. That's called the double tap. You're a zombie. All right? You're dead. You need a double tap. You need to read it and it didn't affect you the first time and the second time you read it, you go, maybe I should look deeper at this. Maybe that means something. You see, we are dead to life, and we need to be dead to sin. Same thing. You need to. I want to get to a place where I don't recognize sin anymore. I forgot. I get so far from it that I'm like, "What the heck am I? Oh, is that is that sin? that's <sighs> been a long time, hasn't it? That's what I want to feel, and He can do that." Another thing we need to think about is he communicates to us through nature. Weird shaped trees. Animals' behaviors. I mean, animals that just walk right up to people. Come now, people. You're telling me that's not evidence of God's existence? When an animal that's not domesticated walks up to someone. I have literally had a deer walk up on me. Walked right up to me and just looked at me. My dog Bruiser was there and he wasn't noticing it at first. I was sitting on a stump and this deer just walked right up to me. And Bruiser didn't see it, and then he sees it, and he pops up, and he's kind of like, whoa, 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 why, why, what's, what's, this isn't what, whoa, 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 and I and I'm just like Bruiser, and I kept him, and I and the, I kept both of them, we all together. God kept us, and that's. Just one thing, and the deer didn't go run off, it just walked away. It was mystical, it was beautiful. It was, it's one of my pearls. So, he does communicate with us now. On the flip side of that, consider a domesticated animal. That does just let those people love on it, the friends that you bring over. And then sometimes somebody comes around the house and that domesticated animal is not in a place to be like that. That also is communication of him, evidence of him taking care of his creation and making sure that the creation is being watchful and careful of the creation and for the creation. Be watchful of it, be watchful for it. For him, though. Do it for him. Jesus. And he stayed yet other seven days and again. And the dove came. He sent it forth out of again, and the dove came. So that means that we use them. We use animals to do work, to figure things out, to go further. We use animals to go further. And the dove came into him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. Bingo! So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth, not because of the raven. The raven served a different purpose, and he stayed yet other seven days, and sent forth the dove. So he didn't keep the dove and make that dove be his dove. He knew that creation had another purpose. And sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him anymore. And there's a foreshadow. Some of us, we have animals that are, you know, pata for a while. They're pata, pet. And they, then they're gone. And they do not return to us. And we live, and we go forward, and we love them, and we just, we, we don't need to... Necessarily, even hope to see them ever again. I don't, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm not saying do that. I'm saying we don't necessarily need to. Just hope on Jesus. Make Jesus your hope. Make Jesus your fear. Jesus is our first love. And He gives us more. That's an interesting thing. Almost one way to see a very important detail. Almost, almost, or maybe exactly how we should see it. The Lord recognizes polygamists. They have to do it for Jesus. You cannot be a polygamist just being like, I'm going to have all these and we're going to have all this stuff and these things and we're going to do things to each other. I'm sorry. If you're not doing that for Jesus Christ giving you, then... If you won't let him give you, and it's not because of him that you have polygamy, but because you're just a man that wants to go around doing that thing like that, I'm sorry. That's not the way. You're going to have to yield. You're going to have to yield and go, fine, I want to keep these women. I actually love them. I have been doing it for my own selfish purposes. Now I want to do it for Jesus' purposes. If that's where you are, you need to turn back quick. Turn back. He'll add to you. Choose Jesus. He might take them away. For you choosing Jesus, he could take all those women away. He might do that. They might go, no, we'll be your your women if you don't choose Jesus. Walk away from them. Nope. Do do not do that. Do this for Jesus. Do not stay with them because he can add to you fine things. Just choose jesus and if he adds to you one he gives you one if he adds to you more than one He's what that's the way and you guys that are envious holy angels and a bunch of holy others are coming soon and you guys gotta stop judging people there is sound doctrine that proves polygamy is something he can acknowledge if it's done for the right reasons It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. It's technically in the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon says this. If you're a devout Jew following Jesus, if you are a devout Jewish man that follows all the cultural customs still, but you know Jesus is, and you're working Jesus in and working more of that out, but keeping it because you're just in that place, you're not welcome to multiple women. You get one. You get one. It says this in you you Israelites that are, that are Jewish Israelites, you get one. The holy doctrine's very clear about that. The woman you're with is very clear about that. I'm going to flip the script on y'all. I'd take a homosexual that chooses Jesus Christ over any of you straight people that think you're so fancy. I'd take a humble homo who is not queer. And you guys are going to have to learn his ways. You think that he, if they are attracted to a male, that's what they are? I'm sorry you don't like that. I don't agree with it either. It doesn't... I'm not attracted and literally even have a grossed out feeling about it. However, I cannot stress to you enough that your feelings, the fact that you have feelings, is a miracle. And if he gives you feelings to be with someone in a pure way and they are the same sex and you want to be with them purely and for Jesus... He'll save you too, and those people are sick if they think he won't. If you are homosexual and choose purity, he'll take them down a peg or two for you. I'm actually battling the brokenhearted state that I am in right now. ludicrous to think that he wouldn't say of a homosexual the Lord is one and if you all think that he isn't, that he doesn't see the heart of a homosexual and can't find purity in one then you never knew him you never knew him repent we're blessed that he uses people like noah as an example and and noah hath honor he, we are alive because he obeyed that's a big deal noah is israelite israel did not exist but in latency And Noah's Israelite. And it came to pass in the six hundredth and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark. And looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. Excuse me. And in the second month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. Yea. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. And he is going to use them instrumentally for the rest of the of us. All those animals go and just do. They find their natural habitat. Just like a dog can find its way home, those animals can go back to their natural habitats and God could empower them, and that's all there is to it. He can just, seriously, I have thought I was going to just give up, and He just empowered me. He just did it because I leaned into him. I had to, though. I wanted to give up. And then I leaned into him because he shows you the way. Jesus will show you the way. He's not just a chain breaker, he's a pathfinder. And he goes. Sometimes he goes through where it would be bushwhacked, man. And he'll find a sheep if he has to. He'll go into the places where it's bushwhack time. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. That means he slayed some animals that were with him and sacrificed those animals, some of them. Some of them were meant to go and be free and go go to their natural habitat. Some of them gave up the breath of life for some purpose from the high priest's arsenal of purpose. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. He baptized the earth. It was cursed because of Cain and because of Adam and and further cursed because of Cain. and then he uncursed it. It's just for a season. If you feel cursed by God, just accept it seriously. Sometimes you got where you got. Some of it you did to yourself. You don't deserve evil done to you. Ever. But you do deserve the correctings from your backslidings. So if you feel cursed, accept it. Don't go, this is bull crap. got ain't right. Just go, oh, you're, oh. You're cursing me to... Oh, you want me to be closer with you. That's why I feel so cursed. Got it. That's what you need. To be humble and let him curse you if that's the way. And he can uncurse you. High priest at the appointed time. He smelled a sweet savor. Noah did it with his whole being too. this isn 't just like okay well, okay, fuck cut some birds up and uh, you know i 'm trying to be i 'm trying to prove a point how sloppy we can get. We can be sloppy, and he is showing us this, but noah wasn 't Abel's offering was not just because he did the work, it was something spiritual. He put on the spiritual man and really cared for that flock and took them to places and did it because he knew it was. For him and for God. God did that for him and he was to do it for God. It's a give and take. You have to do it for him because he's doing it for you. You do this for him because he's doing this for you. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. Noah donned the spiritual man and did those, didn't just do it like a ritual, like just going through the motions. He really gave to it. This sacrifice is for the Most High for his purposes and he is doing a sacrifice with me it, no one knew he was doing the sacrifice of his time and of those animals with the Lord he knew the Lord was involved when he did those things and the Lord smelled a sweet savor and the Lord said in his heart I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, little boys and little girls, they do envy people they honestly do, we've been letting them to do that, you gotta stop letting, your all of you gotta stop letting your children envy people that do not deserve to be envied and it's a cursing literally, if you guys think it's a, well, I'm getting envied, it's kind of nice, every time you're being envied, God's cursing you Do you think that that's not a curse to be envied? You don't want to fall into that and be like, it's kind of fun and good, it gets me places. It gets you places. Yeah, it does. A snare. You need to not promote envy or pride. The children need your help. And all of you who think that you're so much better than other people, do you go all in to make sure that baby knows Jesus Christ as Lord, and that there's something about clean cleanliness and uncleanliness, and you're thorough, and you don't go, well, I'm, it's too much work. I can't really do it. I'm busy, and I got, you know, I have a life too. it. well, you know, what, 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 what do you have to do that's more important than cleanliness? Because it's going to get you to godliness. And godliness is going to get you to a place you want to go. However, if you abandon brotherly love once you get to that place, and you abandon contentedness, certainly you will turn away from righteousness, and you need to read Ezekiel. You need to go to Ezekiel and read about that. Don't turn away from righteousness because it just seems like too much work, or it's just not... It just seems like it's not worth it. Or if you just feel afraid, that's fine. Don't go, oh, and the fact that I'm afraid, that makes me a coward, so fine, I'll just give in. No, you can be afraid and still, seriously, if someone's about to kill you, you're allowed to be afraid of that and still just go with God. And You can be a, a fear of the unknown. There is that, but you can hone it back to Jesus. You can go, Lord, I need your strength to hone it back to you. I can't do this without you. I can't even do what you've commanded to me. It seems like it would be wrong of the Lord to command you to do something that you don't even have the ability to do. He has to put the will in you. So that's weird. Why? It seems like this. It's just not fair. It's just not fair. Yes, it is. You don't. You're not equal with God. So it is fair, but you don't get the same treatment as God, right? Right. You don't get the same treatment as Jesus. And if Jesus appointed disciples that were in the inner sanctum of operations, they get more than we do if that's what he wants. He can exalt whoever he wants as much as he chooses to do that. And then he can go. This is your pinnacle of exaltation, and here's your pinnacle. Yours is different than this one's. Your pinnacle is here, but his pinnacle is here. And you get three, and he gets three. And he's going to do correctly. His pinnacle is bigger than your pinnacle. His three is technically more than your three, but it's enough. It's just enough to handle that pinnacle for eternity, and your pinnacle for eternity. You have your three is just enough. He appropriated this perfectly. But people are living like Heathens Even Jews That are doing all sorts of stuff They're going into Hollywood now The Jews are so proud of their their Hollywood famous children I'm so sorry that you guys are so sick And you guys think I'm sick I am irritated And I am hurting And I have to resist Quickness to anger about this stuff That doesn't mean I resist anger about this stuff. It means I resist quickness to anger.